you are love. You are everything, God, we could ever need, want, or desire. And God, you have called your people to this place tonight to come to a place they may have never been, a place in your presence where you will speak with them totally and completely as though there were no one else in this room. Where you will show them things to come. Where you will wrap your arms around them and love them. Where they will feel your presence and know that you are God. For we've come tonight, God, to be in your presence and to see what you would say to us. So we thank you, Lord. Thank you for the privilege to come. Thank you for the privilege to every moment or any moment to step from the natural into the supernatural and hear what you would have us do. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for each and every one who's come tonight. And I declare a blessing in advance over each one of them. I say this is your time. You have not come here of your own volition. God has drawn you like a magnet. And you are here to experience God tonight in a fresh, wonderful, glorious way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Lord, we just worship you tonight. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, just worship him for just a little bit longer. Thank you, Jesus. Just tell him how much you love him tonight. Father God, we just love you tonight. Oh, we just praise you, God. Oh, you're so worthy, God. Worthy. Worthy. Worthy, 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 oh God. Oh, worthy, 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 worthy.
while we're in this place, let's just lift up. There's just a, a whole slew of, of prayer requests and prayer needs tonight. And so, Father God, we just believe we receive, Father God, Lord, that the goodness of God, the goodness of God is just going forth, Lord, even, even as this song is going forth and this worship is going forth. God, we just believe we receive the goodness of God going forth and just ministering, Father God. Lord, we believe we receive, Father, for those recovering from surgery. Lord, for Shirley Prophet and for um, Sandy Cheshire and for Ron Whiteneck. God, we just believe we receive, Father, for each and every one of them, Father God, your strength and your healing. Father, just ministering to them, Father, right where they are. Father, for all those that have had the fractures, God, we just believe we receive, Father, whether it's their shoulders or their legs, Father God, Lord, just that your that their health is springing forth speedily, and we just thank you for that tonight, Lord, and we praise you for it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Father, we just lift up to you our pastors tonight, Pastor Eric and Pastor Shelley, God, and we just ask, Father God, that... that that as they are on assignment, God, that you are just going before them and behind them and all around them, Father. Lord, that you're giving them favor, that you're opening doors, God. Lord, we just thank you for it tonight, God. Lord, we lift up to you those who are not here tonight in this service, God. And we just ask, Lord, that you just touch them. Whatever the reason is, whatever the cause is, God, we just ask, Lord, even as a blessing has been released, Father, we also send that blessing out, Father, to those who weren't able to be here tonight. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just give him a, a shout of praise tonight. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Um, before we dismiss anybody... We want to give a chance to the acquire the fire folks to kind of stir us up with a testimony of what they just experienced. So we're going to give them a few minutes. So if the, the different ones that are going to share can come and then we'll go on with our service after that. Let's just give it up for our worship musicians and instrumentalists tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. So are there any any acquire the fire the fire youth that are gonna share? What's that? So if you are a young person and you went to acquire the fire, you are your presence is requested in front here. Your your fearless leader has spoken. And if you don't come up, she's going to come out and get you. All the kids who went to acquire the fire, come up front. You don't have to speak. I just want you up here for moral support. Okay, come on. guys let's encourage them it's not so scary up here after all jade i see you hiding over there come on up lane come on up here too please okay yes okay like i don't know why they're so scared to come up here they were so excited at choir fire <laughs> But this is just a small portion of the group that went to Acquire the Fire. But um, we had a really fantastic time. For those of you who don't know what Acquire the Fire is, it is a youth conference. 
and it's a, what do they say, it's 32 hours or 28 hours, something like that. Um, you go in, they have bands that come and play, they have speakers that speak. Um, they had a drama, a little skit that they did that, how many of you guys liked the drama? Okay, I'm telling you, like, it's a three-part thing, and by the end of the conference, we're like, oh, when is the last part of the drama? We just want to know what's going on. But um, we came away with a lot of inside jokes, so um, if you hear us talk about something from Inquire the Fire and you feel left out, I'm sorry, but we'll explain to you what it means. Um, so is, does anybody want to share about um, anything? Okay, Lane. <laughs> It was really fun, and um, we did a Harlem Shake, which was really fun, too, and I stuck the sponger to my stomach a lot, so. God really impacted my life, and I had a fun time with my friends. I could feel the presence of God surrounding everybody. I got to know people that I know a lot better. Jade? All right. So um, we had a lot of pixie sticks. <laughs> we had a lot of time in the van back and forth to, um, you know, lunch and things like that. A lot of mischief at Walmart. So to explain the plunger, the boys were caught playing with the plunger. <laughs> and to teach them a lesson, we made them purchase it. So it kind of became a fixture for the rest of the Acquire the Fire event, the kids kind of ran around sticking it to each other and <laughs> I got to the windows. Um, we had fun on the trip home. We made a lot of prank phone calls. So if you receive one of our prank phone calls, thank you for being a good sport. <laughs> but we had a really great time. Um, and I know Christy had an experience while we were, th were there that she wanted to share about. Um, Acquire the Fire was quite an experience for me. before. I got to experience some things both in with the youth sessions and also in the breakout parent session. So I just, I want to read to you what it was that I actually saw in the youth sessions. I was in the morning session on Saturday and the evening session on Saturday, and I missed the afternoon session because of the parent breakout. But the morning session, as we were getting into worship, worship lasted probably 30, 45 minutes easily. And as we were getting into the morning session, I saw we were basically at the bottom of the upper bowl so I got a real good view of the floor and there was hovering over the floor seats like you know maybe about this high above the seats above all the people and um, there were two thrones and on one this is just the way that I saw it on one oops, there we go on one throne sits Jehovah and on the other sits Jesus and they are surrounded by angels and as I look and see I see witnesses on the platforms of each of the stairways. If you've never been to the Maybe Center, every, all the sections have platforms at the stairways. And on each, and there's one, there's two platforms per stairway. And on each one of the stairways, I could see witnesses and angels standing, overseeing and watching what was going on. As I watched what was going on over the floor seats, they were throwing out drops of anointing. I mean, just like throwing it out over all who were present. And as these, these drops landed on the people, they just absorbed into the people. So when worship was over, I got called into a parent breakout, so I missed the rest of the parents, the rest of the youth session for the morning. 
That night, though, we didn't have parent session, so I got to be there the whole time. Um, as I looked out over the crowd, I see what seems like a rainbow of drops falling on everyone, and no one is excluded. I see what, is, what looks like the hand of God dipping into a bowl and then sprinkling the crowd. These are all rainbow-colored drops. These drops are drops of anointing oil being distributed like drops of water to, the, to grow seeds that are being planted. Each color is significant, and they do not land randomly. None fall to the floor, but all fall on the people. As I continue to watch, I see banners of red being waved over the people, but not over everyone, only over specific people. Angels hover over particular people all over the auditorium and wave these banners. I see tongues of white fire appear as out of nowhere over particular people. I see in the spirit seeds planted in fertile soil and tended. The seeds grow quickly and begin to sprout almost immediately. As the glory of the Lord becomes overwhelming, I see prison gates being torn off the hinges and chains falling off. As I watch, the Lord shows me one by one those who are being set free that night, those who have surrendered to him. As I look, I see one here and one there, and they're scattered all over the auditorium. There are no empty seats. Every empty seat in the natural is filled in the spiritual. The witnesses have come to watch. As the night progresses, the sound of demonic deliverances can be heard. Chains are being broken and yokes are being destroyed. Saturday night, we got to actually experience this. It wasn't in our section. It was section or two over from us. But we could hear the demonic sounds and we could hear what was going on. And the kids, our kids, were a little freaked out about it. All the kids around us were freaked out by it, and we took some time to explain to our kids what was going on, and then when we got back to the church that we were staying at, we really went into a little more detail. I, for one, am really glad they got to experience that. So when I went to the parent session, the first parent session had to do with um, passing the baton, passing our torches to our children. And as a mother of a preteen and a teenager, this is really important for me. And I came out of it understanding that we absolutely cannot compromise in anything. We cannot allow our children to be influenced in such a way that we say it's okay. It's okay if they watch the things of the world. It's okay if they're influenced by it because it's not okay. And it's not okay for us to stand by and let it happen because when we do that, we're not taking up our responsibility and we will not be able to pass, pass the torch properly. The second session had to do, they called it hot romance. That was the name of it, but it had to do with sex in our teenagers. And they went into a lot of depth, but for me, it was one of those things that with my children, we've always, this is a subject we've always talked about. We've never been closed, closed about it. But it brought to light some statistics that I didn't know. And it really opened my eyes to some things that, unless you're really looking for them, you wouldn't really think existed. For instance, the number of teens who are sexually active within the church are just as comparable to those outside the church. One in, I think it was one in every 10 girls has had, by the time they are 14 or 15, has had a lesbian relationship. And that is equal inside and outside the church. 
And so we were really, I was really touched by it. We had a couple of the other parents that went with us were there too, but they're not here tonight. So anyway, um, as much as Acquire the Fire is a youth conference, it's just as important for us as teens and as youth leaders to go and to experience not only what they're experiencing, but to be fed ourselves with these things that we just wouldn't otherwise know. I just want to say that I know we took 13 kids up there and some of them were, most of them were fifth and sixth grade. And then we had a couple of youth kids that went, but none of them really knew what to expect. And all of them came away with a greater um, sense of who God is and what his love is for them. And the first night that they had Friday evening, all of the kids responded to the altar call, every single one of them. And that just touched my heart so much because I mean, they felt the presence of God. They sensed the importance and the urgency of responding to that. And it set the tone for the rest of the conference. And for it being an all-day thing, it was like, what, 7 in the morning till like 10 o'clock at night. I mean, they were all so great. They paid attention to everything. They really took it in. And they got to experience so much because when you're in the presence of the Holy Spirit like that, you can't help what happens. And they got to witness people being slain in the Spirit and they got to witness um, some demonic, like Christy had said, some demonic deliverances because, you know, you guys know when you're in the presence of the Holy Spirit like that, the enemy can't stand in that. So some people got set free, you know, and that was really exciting for us to get to experience that and then to explain to the kids exactly what that was so that it wasn't a frightening experience for anybody. But... Um, it's more than just going and listening to music. And I know some of the kids really expected to just go and to listen to the music and have a really good time. But they came away with a greater understanding of God. And I fully expect to see these kids up here leading the church. <laughs> they're going to come up and they're going to lead in worship. You know, they're going to come up and they're going to lead um, in missions work and things like this because that fire was lit inside of them. And so we really want to make this like a yearly thing where we go back every single year and we get to experience this different because I went and volunteered last year and it was a totally different experience for me last year than it was this year. And it almost took me like a week or so after the event to really um, discern how what the impact it had on me this year because it, I didn't feel the same um, way that I did last year. Last year, it was like, you know, that spark, that fire. I felt like God just slapped me in the face, you know, like, whoa, you know, it was so strong. And this year, it was a little bit more subtle, but I realized that it affected me in a different way. So with that being said, if nobody else wants to share any stories, Holly, did you want to, did you want to share something? Okay. Well, with that being said, um, we want to take the kids back next year. Um, and we have the opportunity, if we go ahead and purchase tickets now, to be able to get better prices and better seats and things like that. So for those of, uh, you know, parents who have youth kids or fifth and sixth grade kids who want to go ahead and find out about buying a ticket for next year, then you can come and see us. Um, the floor seats are the ones that we're really interested in because most of the time when they had worship or something, we wound up on the floor anyway. <laughs> so it would be nice just to stay down there. Um, those seats, I think, are $40 a piece, so we want to go ahead and purchase some of those, and then we'll have the option to have some seats higher up, too, for those of you who might want to go who don't like the noise and the craziness that comes with being on the floor, um, and those seats are, I think, $30, so, yeah, so if you guys are interested in that, and I mean, anybody is welcome, not just the kids, 
it's, it's great for the parents and, and the chaperones and stuff too, and Lord knows we need them. <laughs> so uh, if you have any questions about that, you guys are interested, come see me or Christy, and we'll be glad to get that set up for you. Thank you guys for letting us have the opportunity to come and share with you. What? They've got the pictures on the oh, <laughs> we do. We have pictures over here. Oh, there we go. That's the Harlem Shake, and we had quite a lot of fun making fools of ourselves, so it was really great. <laughs> you saw it here first. Let's, let's just give them and God another great big round of applause. Guys, um, at this time, um, we can go ahead and dismiss our classes. We couldn't do it ahead of time because some of, the, some of the people that needed to speak tonight are teachers. So let's do a, um, let's give you guys a chance to stand. Thank you so much for being such good listeners. We don't want to take too much of the service, but let's just give you a short, short brief, stretch your legs, and um, then we'll come back to do our quick announcements and uh, offering.
So if you guys could go ahead and start working your way back. We'll go through the announcements really quickly. Uh, just there's the, probably the most important one is there is another children's ministry fundraiser opportunity. Have you guys been enjoying the treats before services on Wednesdays and Sundays? So if Jessica were here, we could give her a great big hand. She might be listening online. So she said that the anointing breaks the yoke of calories. So, so it's, it's blessed food. So if you want to get, on, get in on more of that, they're having the Dinner is Served Casserole Fundraiser where they are pre-making casseroles, and you can um, pre-order uh, what you would like, and she's got a list. You can choose chicken spaghetti casserole, lasagna, Mexican casserole, cheesy chicken casserole, chicken tamales, or pork tamales. Now, if you are interested in any of those things, the children's ministry table is the last table that's closest to the sound booth, and there's a sign-in ta- uh, sign in pre-order information there on that table. Um, the concealed gun class, concealed carry class, but it's also just a regular you know, gun safety class. April 20th, I, I believe there's still spots open, so if you're interested in that, you, you need to let somebody know so that we can make sure that we've got a spot reserved for you. Uh, Something else that's coming up that has an early registration deadline is the Girlfriends Conference. Um, So if you're interested in that, you can register online. It's only $35 right now, but there will be a group growing from the church. It's May 31st to June 1st. Yes, sir. Pastor Jerry, tell us more. Uh, On the gun class, I noticed on the bulletin, if you didn't read it, there's a $25 charge if you don't have a gun and don't have shells. The guy that's going to teach the class will rent them and furnish the shells for 25 bucks. That's a bargain if you don't have it. That's, that's good. Just the fact that they have ammo is a good thing. Um, if you are interested in helping out in the coffee shop ministry, you've heard over the last several weeks all the different testimonies of salvations, and there's it's just been really neat to see how God is using that as a as an outreach and extension of the church. Um, again, it's Mondays through Thursdays, ten to noon or one to three are the two different shifts that you can take. And if you're interested in that, you can see Lynn, who's in the red here in the center section. Um, now, Christy is not in here. But apparently there are information updates. They're trying to uh, update the information in the system. So if you haven't done that, um, I don't know where the forms are. But it says, please fill out the card and put it in the offering basket. But I don't know where the cards are. Okay. So there's a table on the far side of the sound booth that has the... So if you've you've moved recently, changed phones, changed phone numbers, um, they just want to make sure that we have current and up-to-date information. Last thing before we um, go into, I'll just pray over the offering because I don't want to take any more of Pastor Virginia's time. Uh, Children's camp and youth camp. It's not too late to go. If you know somebody, you know, a young person that would really benefit from going, um, even though there's been, you know, they've got the early registration taken care of, but once they get that uh, reservation, they can still add more. So um, that, don't forget that if you've got somebody or know somebody that can be a part of that. So um, calisthenics tonight, if you do, <laughs> don't mind standing as we just pray over our offering. And then if you, we bring our offering to the front and the baskets are here.
So, Father God, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you, God, for the amazing, anointed, powerful ministry we're about to receive. And, and God, as we just receive this offering tonight, we just bless it, Lord, and thank you for your goodness and for the harvest back in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, come and give. Let's give it up for the prophet of the house. Let's all stand and give her a rounding applause. Um, you know, this isn't just an exercise or something. Do you know that the honor that you give has to do with what comes back to you? And so whenever anyone stands in this pulpit, we should be honoring them because it's going to just open up a gateway to allow the anointing to flow towards us. So praise God for Pastor Virginia. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Well, no pressure, right? Well, you know, Tatum really, uh, really was listening to the Holy Ghost because the title of my message is In His Presence. And so we sang the song about In Your Presence. So what is the presence of God? probably all have a different idea it's a conscious knowing that God's absolute influence is everywhere around you in your life when we acknowledge him in all of our ways he directs us outwardly as well as inwardly Works do not bring us into God's presence. But when we spend quality time in the Word, in praise and worship, in prayer, those are door openers to the presence of God. But it isn't something, it isn't a rule that you have to follow. For years, We've been so caught up in we got to do this, 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 and this, and then maybe God will show up. God is just waiting to show up, and he doesn't have a whole bunch of rules for us to follow to do it. You know, he lives right here. He lives inside us. I, I wonder if we really, truly understand that. If we really have, I mean, we say it, we know it, but have we really fully got it that he lives in us? And that's every single moment. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't go out for a snack. 
You know, the scripture that says he will never leave you or forsake you, he lives here. He lives here. If you're born again, he lives here. He's not going to leave you. He's there all the time. Sometimes I'm sure he's grieved at what we're doing, but he doesn't leave. Isn't that wonderful? So when we're hungry for God, and God begins to tell us things, however he does, you know, he, he has a myriad of ways he, he does it. We call that being in his presence. You know, we have not because we ask not. You've heard that scripture. Have you asked God to show up? To manifest, to make himself known to you? How many of you have, have, have just had the presence of God just land on you? You don't have to be. You might be at home. You might have been in your bed. You might have been in church. You could have been. Okay, you're, you're shaking your heads. Most of you have. I'm going to say there's probably some here that have not. And if you have not and you feel like you're less than because you haven't experienced God like that, I want to tell you tonight that you can experience him. He wants, he wants that more than we can even imagine. So the first thing we have to understand is that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit if we have a relationship with him. We are, we are filled with power. The presence of the Lord is a tangible. You know what I mean by tangible? You can feel it as a tangible reality available to every believer. Did you know that? I'm going to say that again. And then I want you to say this after me. The presence of the Lord is a tangible reality available to me. I want you to say that. The presence of the Lord is a tangible reality available to me. That's you and me. The presence of the Lord is real. I always get off on a bunny trail. <laughs> so in 2006, I, I was just seeking God. I wanted to feel his presence. Have you ever just done that? You set away some time and, and you did it like every day. And he came. I was in shock and awe. Is that how they say that? On the shock and awe. And, you know, he didn't just come once. If I would take the time, he would come. His presence here is as real as his presence in heaven. But we think, here's what we think, he's, he's up there on that chair, sitting on that throne in heaven, right beside the Father God. But here's what we haven't thought. The Holy Spirit is here. He's here. And he's God. Now, I don't know about you, but 
I, I separate God the Father, Lord Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. And I know they're one, and I can't explain it, and I'm not going to try. But to me, they sort of have different responsibilities, and so I, I sort of categorize them. I don't know if I should, but I'm sure that God is just glad I'm thinking about him, okay? Now, if someone told you that you could experience God when you go home tonight and you lie down on your bed and you get quiet, would you believe that? Would you? Okay, most of you would. Well, a lot of people don't think that's possible because we're so works-oriented. Some people think that in order for to feel his presence, now, I know you know he's here. We're talking about actually feeling that he's here. You understand that's a little different? It's a little deeper. So some people think they would have to work their fingers to the bone. They'd have to serve on committees. This isn't much of a committee, church, but they'd have to be an usher. They'd have to be on praise and worship. They might have to minister in the coffee shop, Lynn. They'd have to be uh, altar prayer workers. They'd have to teach the youth or the children. They'd have to prophesy, and they'd have to preach a sermon every now and then. They might have to pray three hours, and they might have to, have to, have to, have to, have to. People think that, and I hope you don't think that. But I said that just in case you do think that. Because you would probably feel guilty in God's presence if you thought you had to work it up. For him to come. Now I'm not. I, I want you to know all those things I was just mentioning. They are vitally important. And I don't mean to downplay them in any way. Because. Every one of those are very important. Vital things that go on in this house. And, and we've got to have people that will serve in all these capacities. But you can't serve on in these places as a works thing so that God will visit you. It, it won't work that way. Why? Because God knows our heart. We, he, he just won't let us manipulate him. And he knows our motives. And we can capture God's presence then. I want you to hear this. We can capture God's presence by acknowledging him and soaking in his presence. Now you may say, I don't even feel his presence. And you probably won't in the beginning. This is our problem. We're such a microwave society. You know, you want to jump up in the morning. I remember Shauna saying all the things she had to do in the morning. We want to jump up the morning and get all this stuff done and get to work or get to school or get to wherever you're going, right? And, and where does God fit in? Does he fit in? Or are you waiting? You know, I remember I kept thinking, well, when I finally get out of this post office, I'll be able to do all these things that I want to do. I'll, I'll just have hours and hours and hours and hours to spend with God. 
but it's a battle. Because when you spend time with God, you get changed. Now, we do soak. You know what we soak in? We soak in thunder games. There's one tonight, right now. I want you to know thunder is playing right now. But we have it take, praise God. We soak in the news. Sometimes people just soak up the news. Oh, it's so important. I get so tired of hearing it. It's just all bad stuff. Some people, I'm sorry if that offended you. I didn't mean to. But some people love the news. I, I know enough about what's going on without listening to them. Some people soak up, what is it, Dancing with the Stars? My Pastor Shelley loves that. I don't even watch it, but it must be good. Some people soak up golf, maybe exercise. Some people soak up exercise. How about the movie theater? Some people soak up their mate, their children, their job. See, different things have different priorities for us, right? All I want to do is I want to move God up to the top. You know, did it ever occur to you that we don't experience God here in, even in this church as much as we want to because we're workers, not waiters? We've been programmed, brought up to be a worker. We're doers, not soakers. After all, we're busy people, aren't we? I'm telling you, even retired, you can be busy. And I think the enemy will see to it that you always have an agenda. But we have to learn to silence our thoughts and our mind. And for some, that is the hardest thing in the world to do. We need to stop and smell the roses. I'm trying to, you know, to go slow with this tonight because... I want you to just catch every word. So I'm hopefully not going to have a ton to give you. Do you know that God considers it a delight to teach you how to come into his presence? He considers that a delight. But we don't even ask. Being in God's presence is not praying in tongues. It's not praying in English. It's not making requests. It isn't worship 24-7. All those things are great. Here's the answer. It's being quiet. How hard is that? You know, I, I think about Tatum. She's got a house full. You have trouble finding a quiet time? But God knows that. And he'll make a way. Shauna, he'll make a way for you too. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still. And then know that I am God. 
That's our biggest problem. We won't be still. And, and it concerns me about the children that we're raising. Some of them are my grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And they are so electronic-minded, they have to have something, you know, something going all the time, all the time, all the time. I don't say those things are bad. They're not bad. They're a great learning tool. But when are you going to be still? Be still means idle, quiet, alone. Now, I know alone might be a word some of you young mothers don't comprehend. No means come to know by experience. We've been talking in our life group about logos and rhema. And this Bible is logos. It is the word. But rhema is what you're going to get in your intimate, quiet time with God. And when you get a rhema God, a rhema word, you can take it to the bank. It'll work with you this day and forever. It'll never leave you. That's what Jesus did. Every time he healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out devils, he gave a rhema word. And it activated the miraculous. To know also means to perceive, to find. Do you know God hides himself sometimes? So we'll go look for him. Did you ever play hide and seek as a kid? But they, they couldn't hide very, very much. I mean, you always found them, right? God isn't hiding so you won't find him. He's hiding so you will find him. Oh, and he loves it when you dig out a precious gem out of his word and begin to live in it. Here is our job. We have to overcome the busyness of our mind. That's our problem. That's our dilemma. In the United States of America, right now, that's our dilemma. We wait on the Lord by being still, lingering, lingering. Oh, have you ever, you know, thought, I got 10 minutes, God, I got to be at this appointment. I got 10 minutes. Okay. Speak to me quickly, God. I... Have you ever done that? And sometimes he'll just give you a download. But most of the time, he wants you to linger, remain in one place. How many of you ever found yourself... You know, I get me a cup of coffee and I get the light on and I get my Bible and my notebook. And the next thing I know, I'm in the kitchen doing something or I've gone to the bedroom to get something. I, I think, what am I doing here? I was spending time with God. How, you know, if Pastor Sean was talking to me, I wouldn't just turn around and walk off from him. Would you? No. Well, so here God's talking to me. I'm writing down things he's saying, and then I just get up and walk off. <laughs> just confession time. And then I, I find myself in the other room or getting a cup of coffee and then forgetting 
what I was doing. I mean, I don't forget what I was doing. I just get sidetracked. Do you ever get sidetracked? Well, I'm glad you all do too because I know how old I am. So I claim part of that is because, you know, I have a legal right to it, right? Sometimes we play music in the background. Now, I, I'm, I love music and I love this praise and worship, but I don't have to have that. But some people do. And music activates my prophetic gift. I know that. So, you know, if you, need, if you need some music to keep you on track, get you some. Don't get some with words. Instrumental so you aren't, and try to get something you don't know or you'll be singing right along with it and you won't be listening to God. So what about our emotions? We've got to quiet our emotions. Some people think that these emotions are just a detriment. But God gave you your emotions. Every, God is emotional God. He has emotions. He just wants you to use them for him. So then you just get quiet and you look to see what Jesus is doing. Is that too hard? Is that too hard? We talked about this Sunday. If you don't see his face, that's okay. Lots of times I don't see his face. I, I concentrate on his robe. I don't know about the rest of you. Sometimes I see his feet. And, and I, I just, sometimes I'll be at his feet. And I'll be prostrate at his feet. But it doesn't matter. As long as you know that's Jesus, just keep looking. Keep looking. It's an amazing adventure to wait on God. See, we haven't made, we haven't played up the importance of it. It's, it's an adventure. You think, okay, I'll tell you another little rabbit trail. I read that scripture, be still and know that I am God, and I was determined I was going to be still and know that he is God. This was years ago. I sat on my sofa. Okay, God, I'm here. God, I'm here. And I stayed like an hour, hour and a half. Nothing. Not nothing. I know that's not good English. Have you ever done that? Oh, that's so discouraging. But see, I wanted to get it and run. Even though I was willing to give him the time, I wanted to get it and run. How many times has God given you something and you didn't even bother to write it down? It was a rhema word. A rhema word is a word that God speaks just to you. It may be a scripture, but he's given it. It's a gift to you. Okay, I'm getting off track. If you don't believe what I'm telling you tonight, then I double dare you. to try it for 10 days. And I don't know why I said 10 days, except they waited on the Holy Ghost 10 days in the upper room. So maybe we could wait 10 days. I double dare you to get quiet and spend some quality time, not wanting to run away, but willing to stay 
And if you started tomorrow, you'd be done April the 6th, or probably you would have just begun a brand new way to live. It takes time to learn how to be in his presence. I don't know of anything that God does. Well, he does miracles. He zaps you with a miracle. But even when he teaches us things, he does it. Precept by precept, line upon line, until we get it. Distractions, distractions, distractions. We have to learn to maintain our focus in spite of them. Because I'm guaranteeing you, they'll come. When we master getting quiet and learning to wait, there is a realm of his presence that is just unbelievably marvelous. He'll pick you up on your patio in a chariot and take you into the heavenlies. And he'll teach you about him while you're there. He did that for me. But I spent a lot of time just waiting, seeking, looking. Hebrews 12, 2 says, We look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Soaking involves looking unto Jesus. Did you ever soak in the bathtub? Isn't that great? Especially if you can keep all the rest of the family out of there. Have a few bubbles, maybe. I don't know if the guys would like this, but... Soaking in his presence. Soaking. So if you're soaking, you're really not in a hurry. And it involves gazing... Okay, so I'm gazing at Pastor Sean here. He's looking for a scripture, I hope. See, Jesus doesn't care if you stare at him. In fact, he loves it. So gazing is just staring. And if you have to look for a while before you see him, that's okay. Just keep looking. He's there. He is there. It's like seeing with your eyes, and it's like seeing with your ears, and it's like seeing with your mind and will and emotions. It's like perceiving and knowing and experiencing God as you look and you keep your gaze on him. Once we get in his presence, you can't, well, I guess you can, you don't want to start yelling or clapping your hands. It's like when you get in his presence, you know, it's quiet in here. You can feel the heavy heaviness of his presence has come. When, when you get in his presence, you don't want to grieve him. You want him to stay. And so you get to be quiet and to listen. And you know what? If he doesn't say a word, you'll be changed. If you never heard a sound, 
And if you never saw his face, you never even saw his robes or his feet, you just realized he was there, you are changed. Such a wonderful, marvelous thing. What, where did we lose it along the way? Isaiah 64, 4 says, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you, God, who acts for the one who waits for him. As we soak and we focus and we wait, God shows up. He wants our full attention, not just a quick little moment. Some people don't think they can connect with God unless they're doing something. I got to pray. I have a friend who taught me to pray. She would say, let's go pray. I said, let's pray here. No, let's go to the church and pray. I said, we don't need to go to the church and pray. Let's pray here. But she taught me to pray. But she felt like God came on her prayers. And he does. But he also comes in the quiet times alone with him. Isaiah 40, 31. This is a famous scripture and you know it. Those who what? Wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And this, these things happen while you're in his presence. Now, actually, the Lord gave me a scripture for this, which I haven't even given you. So here I am just now introducing my scripture. <clears throat> and it's 1 John 2. 27. This is my scripture. I told my life group Sunday at Romans 12, 1 and 2 was mine, and it is mine. I'll, I'll let you use it, but it is mine. And this one definitely is mine because it's the first one God ever gave me. And it just took me to my knees because I was, I was right in the middle of a faith wreck. I was smack dab in the middle of a faith wreck, and I had been crying for two weeks. And I went to church, and, you know, I heard these words, 1 John 2, 27. I heard that, and I thought, okay, wonder what that is. Here's what it is. But the anointing which you received from him, that would be Holy Spirit, abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning what? How many? All things. And it's true, not a lie. And just as it, I don't like that word it. So I'm going to say as he. Just as he has taught you, you will abide in him. Oh, that is so mine. And if you want it, I'll let you share it, but you have to take it. It has to become yours. It isn't yours just because I read it to you. It has to become yours. The Holy Spirit is the source. He's the God that comes to us. God the Father and Jesus are in heaven. And if that bothers you, don't let it bother you. 
Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to come and empower you. And he will continue living with you and teaching you until I return. And, of course, that would be after his. As, as Jesus was resurrected out of the earth, the Holy Spirit took his place. And now he can be everywhere where Jesus could only be in one place at a time. So our quest in life is really for Holy Spirit, to know Holy Spirit. And I say Holy Spirit instead of the Holy Spirit because I don't think you're the pastor. Sean, that's your name, Sean. Where do names go when you get up here? They just evaporate into the air. Linda was saying that the other day. He's not the pastor, Sean. And to me, Holy Spirit is my friend and he's Holy Spirit. He's not the Holy Spirit. But if he wants to be the to you, it's okay. He's not a wind or a fire or a white dove. Those are symbols of him. He's not an it. He's him. He's a person who has a presence, an atmosphere that comes to us from him. But he's not an attitude or an atmosphere. He just changes attitudes and fills atmospheres. He's the spirit of Christ Jesus. The Bible is a gift to us from Holy Spirit. He breathed through men the Holy Scriptures. We know that. That is 2 Peter 1.21. That says, Prophecy never came by the will of man, but the holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. We were discussing that today in open, that this Bible is the infallible Word of God because the Holy Spirit is the author of it. Holy Spirit spoke every word through 40 people, who were sensitive to hear him over a period of 1,600 years to give us the Bible. Wow. Now, here's what he wants to do. He not only wants you to come and experience his presence, he wants you to see what he's seeing, feel what he's feeling. He wants to show us things to come. He wants to define our purpose and then help us get to it. He has every answer. He wants to talk with us about prosperity, about provision. He even wants to be our provision. He wants to talk about the problems we have in life and our loved ones have. He wants to talk about coming into his presence. Isaiah 2, 3 says, Many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law. That would be the precepts of God and the teachings of God and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit is the anointing. And the anointing is the power of God in any given situation. The anointing of Holy Spirit upon Jesus enabled him to do all the things that he did. He didn't do one miracle until the Holy Spirit until he was baptized and the Holy Spirit landed on him. And, and Holy Spirit has given you an anointing, like I read in 1 John 2, 27, and it abides. You know what happens when it abides? It sticks. It stays. Okay? The anointing given you to be taught by the Holy Spirit, to hear him, to discern these things, abides in you. Holy Spirit is a gift. 
to enable you to be able to stand against absolutely anything. He isn't necessarily energy and enthusiasm or motion or excitement or noise or strength, but, you know, sometimes you think that's what he is because he can get really funny. And he can, you know, he'll have you giggling. He'll have you laughing. He'll have you crying. He'll have you on the floor. He'll have you slain in the spirit. He'll have you listening. He'll have you singing. He, he, he's just so multifaceted, so wonderful. The anointing is the power of God that flows out of us to help others. You know, you haven't got all this anointing just to walk around with and say, look at me, I'm anointed. You've got it to use for others. So how do we know all these things we need to know unless we spend time with God the Holy Spirit? As we respect and honor the anointing that's given to us, our anointing will grow. How do you like that? When you respect an anointing for healing, you'll begin to see yourself laying hands on the sick and the sick recover. When you begin to respect the anointing for financial breakthrough, you'll have new creative ideas for breakthrough financially. When you treasure the person and the anointing that has revelation and knowledge, you'll begin to explode with knowledge from God. You see, God is so good, isn't he? he? He gives me an anointing, and I talk about it, and as I talk, Sean picks it up, and now he gets to walk in it. And you know, if, if there's someone that you know that's really anointed, and, and you will honor and respect that person, you will, be, that gives you an access to the same anointing that they have. We all have different anointings, even though we all have the same one to come into his presence, okay? In his presence is fullness of joy. That must mean that it's possible not to be full of joy if you're not in his presence. In his presence are treasures forevermore. In his presence is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. In his presence is the baptism of love. In his presence is the power of God for signs, wonders, miracles, healings, resurrection. In his presence is everything we ever need. This is another scripture that's mine. Seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, 33. This is the last one. Seek first. That wasn't after you do the dishes and get the meal done or whatever. That's seek first. The kingdom of God. I've been on this all week and I'm still just going in circles over it. Seek first the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom? God's way of doing things. Seek first God's way of doing things and his kingdom and his righteousness. And everything you need will be a gift, it'll come. We must become seekers. We have not because we ask not, and we ask not because we don't wait in his presence. Let's decide tonight to be waiters and soakers and seekers and focus on Jesus as we spend time with God the Holy Spirit in his presence.
Would you stand with me? We're going to sing this song in his presence. It's an old, old, old one. So if you don't know it, it's just a few words and you can learn it. And then Pastor Jerry and I are going to use the oil as a representation of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to anoint you if you want to come. And as you come and receive that, I want you to receive a fresh touch of seeking God. Of being a seeker and a soaker and focusing on God. Here we go. We haven't practiced this. Tatum left me, didn't she? Mm In your presence, in your presence, there is peace. In your presence, in your presence, there is joy. I will Yeah. 